absolute power corrupts absolutely. Everyone and welcome once again to 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the East Coast. On a chilly Sunday morning, I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and this is The Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220 is the place to be. If you want to talk to JT, and that's me. Got a great show in store for you today. Um, playoff action last night uh, and uh, crazy playoffs. Let me put it that way. Yes, yesterday, two more two more playoff games today. Um, but uh, the subject on hand is this: preseason before fantasy started. I had a. Uh, um, made some predictions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. And uh, I had said last week that uh, we're going to break down whether it's good or bad, whether it's happy or sad, how I uh, my projections panned out. That's what we're going to do today. I know there's playoffs, but um, I wanted to get this out of the way. I should say it like that. I wanted to get this done. And uh, uh, so we can um, move on and uh, look forward to the rest of the playoffs, including the Super Bowl, then the NFL Combine, and the off-season program, which leads into May, where they have the NFL Draft, and then leads into um, preseason, you know, the uh, training camp, which then in turn starts this whole cycle over again uh, with my predictions into the 2016 NFL fantasy season. So I want to close out the 2015 fantasy uh, season with how I looked 
uh, how I panned out with the uh, my predictions and see if uh, I was anywhere close or I was way off base. And let's do it like this. Also, we have a chat room. If you want to jump in that chat room, uh, I, I, I um, misspoke there for a minute. If you want to jump into the chat room, uh, you can do so. That's for your convenience. You want to ask a question, make a statement, a comment in that chat room, you can do that. What you put in it, what you get out of it, um, it's there for your convenience and your convenience only. Um, and I, and even if you want to ask some daily questions, because there's also some uh, daily games going on, um, it could be exclusively on Saturday, exclusively on Sunday, or panning over the next two days. So um, that's still going on between the uh, FanDuel and DraftKings, um, who happen to be um, on our link, on our webpage. That's www.spotonradios.com. Go there. Uh, you can see my rankings and uh, um, preseason rankings. And uh, this is, like I said, I'm going to break them down. Uh, running back, uh, tight end, and uh, wide receiver and see how much I screwed up or was uh, dead on. So let's go to the wide receivers first. Uh, before for that, let's do this. I'm going to take a little quick break and then um, take a quick break and then we're going to come back and uh, talk about the uh, wide receivers. How's that? So we'll do this. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts, Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. And listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the Fantasy Sports and Politics show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FSP himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry the Master Taylor will go over the weekend sports. 
prep you for your upcoming fantasy games and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP Show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash B-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. For other informative programs as well, information, motivation, variety. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. And hopefully uh, you're with me still. Like I said, I'm going to go over the uh, rankings of the um, players I had uh, thought about, about how they would rank in the, uh, uh, how they would wind up in the rankings at the end of the fantasy season. And uh, I'd have to say that Things have to, uh, uh, I got to bone up a little bit. Let me put it that, people. Uh, in some rankings, I was not that bad. Others, I was pretty bad. Let me put it that way. And, and I'll be straight up with you. And that means like I got to dig in a little bit deeper and make sure that uh, I give you better information than I have. So let's let's do this. Let's do this. I'm trying to get my paperwork here ready for you. Uh, it's not that. It's not that. Okay, let's do this. Let's let's go with the uh, wide receivers <clears throat> and uh, see how well we did with the wide receivers. All right. Like I said, I, in, in the early parts of the season, before the season started, I – was able to um, put out on the, the Foxhole, which is on Spot on Radios, um, Spot on Radio, Radios dot com, in um, the Fantasy Foxhole. That's where you would see my rankings. I'm going to take them down for uh, this year. It's somewhere in the near future, and prepare for uh, 2016. Uh, rankings. Uh, hopefully, I could do a little bit better, especially in – I wasn't too bad in the uh, quarterbacks. Uh, six out of the top ten I, wa- I was um, – I had um, eight out of the, t- the top 15 I had, and then I was 50%, 10 out of the top 20. So, And uh, some unexpected injuries in the quarterback position – uh, affected the rankings. You can't you can't predict rankings. I mean, you can't predict the uh, um, injuries. And uh, there were two uh, quarterbacks, um, Andrew Luck and, and Peyton Manning, which was un- uncharacteristically out of that um, top ten, top fifteen, top twenty, because the fact is they had gotten um, injured. Uh, Andrew Luck, as you know was injured for the greater part of the season. Uh, Peyton and Manning um, had issues. Uh, and also, besides getting benched, he had also um, uh, health issues. So you can't take into account uh, that 
You only go by whether they're going to be healthy or not. And I'm not making excuses, but that's a cold, cold hard facts. So in the um, and I should have known better in in in, in wide receivers, and that's what we're going to do now with the top uh, top twenty five wide receivers, and also some sleepers that I had that uh, uh, some panned out and some quite naturally did not. Um, and uh, uh, we'll talk about that right now. All right, the top twenty five wide receivers. All right. I had uh, uh, Des Bryant as uh, the number one wide receiver. Now, there was two contributing factors in not having Des Bryant become the uh, uh, one number one ranked wide receiver, and I should have known better. I know um, I don't know if I got caught up in a hype or, or I don't know what what happened here, but I should have known better. I've been hyping up on my boy AB Antonio Brown, who uh, balled out crazy. Like yeah, I had 136 receptions. Um, and, uh, uh, just short of, um, of the, uh, receiving yards title tied with the amount of receptions. Um, and he had 10 touchdowns, which is, which is double digits is fine. But, uh, Antonio Brown, um, I'm, if extenuating circumstance, big Ben, um, in and out of the lineup with the health issues, Michael Vick uh, and, and uh, uh, Landry Jones. So there was contributing factors, but I should have known better to put Des Bryant and, and um, on top as the number one wide receiver. Didn't he show up in the top 25? I'm not even going to not even entertain where he wound up because he was either uh, in uh, um, <laughs> hindered by quarterback play or health issues. So he falls way out of the top top 25 and uh, um uh it is what it is. I had number 2 is Antonio Brown. Now I should have known better. I've pumped up Antonio Brown for the last 2 3 years. Constantly pumping him up. Constantly pumping up. As the best receiver in football. And I turn around and contradict myself and put Des Bryant at number 1. That's what I get for overthinking. Antonio Brown, to me, is the clear-cut number one wide receiver um, that you should have. Um, I, I, I can't even hate you if, if you pick him one number one in your in your draft next year, whether it's in standard uh, uh, or a, a PPR. Can't hate you because that's like – uh, 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 um, government bond, safe and predictable. That is what, exactly what the a, a Antonio Bond is. I mean Brown is. So he, he, even though I had a number two, he wound up being the number one wide receiver. Now I had uh, Demarius Thomas as uh, number three, and uh, believe it or not. He wound up number 13. Number 13. Boy, was I – and, you know, and, and I, I would have to say this. He had a lot of drops this week, this year. I, I, I can tell you that. Um, and uh, you had uh, Brock Osweiler in there too. So you, you, you had uh, – um, 
And you had a new new coach who like who wanted to run the ball a little bit more. But he still had I'm talking about Demarius Thomas, even though um he wound up uh not number three, but number thirteen. He still had uh uh eighty four catches, hundred eleven hundred and thirty eight yards, and just short of double digits, he had nine touch nine touchdowns. So he was um the um I wouldn't say clear cut number one receiver because uh, um his running mate, uh Emmanuel Sanders, um had uh, just about as many uh targets No, he had 30 less targets, let me put it that way. But Emmanuel Sanders made the most out of his uh, um, 76 catches, uh, 1,135 yards, compared to Thomas's. Did I tell you he had 1,100? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. Marius Thomas had 105 receptions and 1,300 yards. He was targeted 176 times with six touchdowns, not nine. I apologize for that. All right, let's move on to where where I had Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, Julio Jones at number four. Um, Julio Jones wound up to be the number two uh, ranked wide receiver. Now, this is not in PPR. This is in standard league. We're going with standard league here, okay? Uh, He had the same amount of receptions as Antonio Brown. He had 37 more um, receiving yards. But he had two less touchdowns than um, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was uh, targeted 195 times. Julio Jones was targeted nine more, 204 times. Um, so, uh, and if I thought about it, uh, well, let me put it this way: out of the first four. Uh, first five, um, because I had Odell Beckham Jr. at number five, and that's where he wound up, number five, uh, number five ranked wide receiver um, with uh, uh, 96 catches for 1,450 yards, and he had 13 touchdowns with 159 targets. So he had over 50, uh, 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 over 50 less targets or close to 50 less targets than um, uh, Antonio Brown or Julio Jones, between 40 and 50 less targets. And he had 13 touchdowns. He was more efficient, uh, even though he didn't have the same amount of yardage as uh, um, Julio and and, uh, um, um, Antonio Brown. So let's move on to the number – Number six top uh, wide receiver I had here in um, a up and down crazy ride of uh, Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson was targeted um, nine less times than uh, Odell Beckham, 150 times. He had 88 catches with uh, 1,214 yards, and uh, he had just short of nine touchdowns, which was um, – um, give, giving him the 
him being ranked 11th versus where I had him at six in, in the beginning of the season. Now, you would have to say this. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> He, he, he's going to be a question mark until he makes his up his mind whether he's going to play to next year or not. He's dealing with some um, injuries that may be lingering, um, and I, I imagine that he's trying to weigh that if he's going to be healthy or not and desire that he wants to play football some more. And if you're thinking about retiring, more than likely you're going to retire. Let me put it that way. Let's move now to the number seventh that I have here, A.J. Green. I was almost dead on with this. A.J. Green wound up being the uh, uh, um, eighth-rated, ranked, excuse me, uh, wide receiver. Uh, He had 86 catches for just under 1,300 yards, 1,297, double-digit touchdowns, and 10. And he was only targeted. And he was a little in and out of the lineup. He had some health issues also, dealing with a back, if I'm not mistaken, uh, maybe hip, something like that. 132 times targeted and 86 catches and 10 touchdowns um, with Andy Dalton and without Andy Dalton because um, they also had uh, A.J. McCarron in there also. So, But, but he's the primary number one wide receiver. And uh, – he performed like that coming in at number eight versus where I had him at number seven. Number eight, I had um, – remember, this is preseason. This is before things happen. Number eight, I had Jordy Nelson, and Jordy Nelson quite naturally went down with an ACL. Uh, so he's definitely unranked. So that that uh, pick uh, was a, a no-go. And like I said before, you can't – predict injuries. I'm not making any excuses, but it is what it is. Uh, I had Des Bryant as number one. He was in and out of the lineup, unproductive and dealing with quarterbacks. Um, and that didn't work out. I had um, Jordy Nelson at number eight. Didn't work out. Injury. And he was out for the whole season. So we'll move on. At number nine, uh, new quarterback coming in. Um Jameis Winston was the quarterback coming into Tampa Bay. Um, Mike Evans, I figured, would be the primary target, and he was for um, Jameis Winston. Um, But Mike Evans uh, only finished – I had him at number nine, and he finished at the uh, 27th. With uh, 74 catches, he had good yards, 1,206 yards, um, with only three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. And that's what killed him. Um, I mean, he had some decent targets, 147. That's that's a lot of targets. Uh, He had some decent yardage, uh, more than um, uh, almost as much as Calvin Johnson, but he couldn't produce the amount of touchdowns Calvin Johnson. He had a third of what Calvin Johnson had. He only had three touchdowns, which is you got to have some more improvement in that. Um, Primary, primary receiver. 
um, in, in, on a on a uh, team, uh, you got to be able to get into the end zone, and that's why Mike Evans, um, instead of being ninth ranked as I had him preseason, he wound up twenty seventh. Another uh, number one wide receiver in, in a pass happy offense, uh, and he was affected by quarterback play because uh, uh, a quarterback when he was in the lineup was absolutely horrible. And then he got hurt and he had a, a, a carousel of quarterbacks, 40 year old, 40 year old quarterback, a quarterback that normally holds on a clipboard, very, it sees very little uh, playing time. Um, so I'm talking about T Y Hilton. I had him ranked number 10 and he wound up uh, 21st with uh, 69 catches, 1,124 yards, decent yardage, 135 targets, but only five touchdowns. And that's supposed to be your number one wide receiver. you got to have your number one wide receiver, especially in a pass-happy offense. Get double-digit um, touchdowns. you got to. You, I mean, it's absolutely necessary for <clears throat> that if he's the number one wide receiver, quite naturally he's getting yards. But in my opinion – he has to get he has to have double digit touchdowns production absolutely so let's move on from that and from that we go to um and and if if these guys didn't uh, um finish in the top 25 i'm going to tell you okay i'm not going to say where they're going to fit where they finished but they finished outside the top 25. I'll, I'll give you the statistics that they had, but they finished outside the 25. And the reason I'm saying that is the next two guys um, and the next th- three out of four uh, finished outside the top 25, whether it was uh, due to being in and out of line of an injury um, or inefficiency in playing. Um, I had Alshon Jeffrey. Ranked number eleven in my uh, rankings, and I can tell you right now, he only had fifty-four catches for eight hundred and seventy yards, eight hundred and seven yards. I'm sorry, <clears throat> and uh, four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Now he had more touchdowns than Mike Evans, unless with 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 four hundred. Four hundred less yards, had ninety three targets, so he was pretty efficient. Almost half, over half his targets he caught, and he had ninety three targets. But he was in and out of the lineup due to injury, and he finished outside the twenty five. I have another one right behind him, in Randall Cobb. Believe it or not, Randall Cobb. Had 79 catches for 829 yards and six touchdowns with 129 targets, but he finished outside the the uh, top 25. Bad year for the uh, Packers offense. Uh, a lot of efficiency. Didn't realize. Uh, well, let me put it this way: these rankings were made up before Jordy Nelson got hurt. And, and uh, the impact of Jordy Nelson, Jordy Nelson not being in the Packer lineup 
uh, lining up in the wide receiver position hurt all uh, wide receivers. And it was obvious uh, if you watched the quarterback play past the sixth game uh, of the season for the Packers. Um, Denver looked like the Denver Broncos exposed them and everybody else used that uh, formula to um, disrupt the uh, passing um, offense of the uh, Green Bay Packers. And, and it uh, affected Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, um, James Jones, who, who probably fared better than, uh, <coughs> excuse me, who did fare better than, um, than uh, uh, Randall Cobb. Uh, 50 catches, 809 yards, but he had eight touchdowns on 100 targets versus uh, Randall Cobb. Quite naturally, uh, like I said, he had 129. So he had 29 more um, um, targets, and it only uh, produced uh, 829 yards, six touchdowns versus James Jones, who had eight touchdowns. But these guys finished outside the top, top 25, both of them. Outside the top 25, um, James Jones – let me put that, take that back. James Jones – and I don't have him on my list at, as being in the top 25, but the reason I'm saying that is because he finished 25 um, with the uh, statistics I told you, 50 catches, 890 yards, eight touchdowns, and 100 targets. <coughs> Excuse me. Now let's move on to the number um, 13th. Now, I should have known better to have this guy, my own wide receiver. I knew he'd be balling out. He 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 he's got, he was the number one wide receiver um, because they moved on from the veteran wide receiver, Andre Johnson, who went to the Indianapolis Colts. So I knew he would be getting a lot of targets. And, but, uh, and I'm talking about DeAndre Hopkins, who had 111 catches. 111 catches, okay? 1,521 yards, <clears throat> excuse me, 11 touchdowns out of 192 targets. And that's what I'm talking about. If you're a number one wide receiver, if you're a number one wide receiver, you got to have, in my opinion, Double-digit touchdowns. No, no two ways about it. You got to have double-digit touchdowns. And DeAndre Hopkins coming in that sixth. This isn't standard. Sixth-rated, ranked uh, wide receiver had double-digit touchdowns and eleven touchdowns going through quarterbacks, carousel of quarterbacks. So that's just to show you how good uh, DeAndre Hopkins is. Look at the quarterbacks that the Houston Texans went through. Uh, Ryan Mallett. Uh, um, Brian Hoyer, T.J. Yates. Um, I'm trying to think who else played played quarterback. Um, I think I think Tom Savage played. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I went through uh, quarterbacks, and uh, uh, he still was able to get double digits with 1,500 yards, which is a damn good season. 111 catches, and he wound up number sixth. Uh, then I had to go down to, and I thought this kid would make a jump, but unfortunately he came out with an ACL, uh, and that uh, um, uh, torpedo his uh, season. Hopefully, hopefully he'll come back strong and and uh, be worthy of a top 25 ranking. I'm talking about Calvin Benjamin from the uh, Carolina Panthers. 
when naturally, I said, like I said, he came out with an ACL and uh, uh, never really was able to get uh, anything going. So we'll have to uh, put off ranking him in the, in the top 25 to see how he how he develops. But I got to believe that um, he'll be um, come back uh, uh, stronger and, and more determined to uh, have a 2016 season. Let's move on to the next one I had, number 15. And a pass, another pass happy. Well, I wouldn't say pass happy, but pass happy quarterback, but a new um, run uh Determined to run heavy, be be a run heavy um, offense in, in um, Denver, and we talked about Demarius Thomas. And let's talk about uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders had seventy six catches, eleven hundred and thirty five yards, and six touchdowns, one hundred thirty seven targets. I talked about it earlier when I talked about Demarius Thomas, number two wide receiver. Um, had a very, in my opinion, a very good season. Again, um, going through more than one quarterback, uh, dealing with that, an inexperienced quarterback, still was able to salvage a decent season out of it. Got to hand it to him. It was a very good season for Emmanuel Sanders under the circumstances. And I had him ranked at number uh, 15, and he wound up being number 18. So it wasn't that far off with that. All right. Let's move on to the next one that I have here. And that would be um, no more Jimmy Graham. Kenny, uh, he went to uh, Seattle. Kenny Stills went to Miami. That opened the door for Speedster. Uh, and and to be the number one target for Drew Brees, and that would be uh, Brandon Cooks, who had a decent season. He also had some health issues and was dealing with some um, uh, lower uh, body um, um, injuries and uh, uh, came back and still had 84 catches for – 1138 yards, nine touchdowns uh with uh, 129 targets. Number one wide receiver in a pass happy offense. Um, he had nine, I'm expecting double digits. Now, quite naturally Drew Brees likes to spread the ball around. But you got to be available. That means being on the field to be able to get uh, um, passes um, from Drew Brees. Brandon Cooks had to deal with injuries, um, but that was a very good year under the circumstances. And I think he'll, he'll uh, um, he and Willie Sneed will, on that, uh, come the 2016 season, being that Drew Brees will probably still be in New Orleans. Uh, Sean Payton already said he's still, he'll be back. 2016 season in New Orleans and I don't see that offense changing that much uh, even though they wanted to run the ball a lot and and, uh, get um, uh, Mark Ingram involved and we'll get to the running backs after this 
I have to believe that uh, Brandon Cooks, barring injury, will improve on that. Uh, probably close to 100 catches, and I would say about 15, 14 to 1,500 yards, and definitely get in the double-digit touchdown range, without a doubt. Um, so <clears throat> stay barring injury, and that's the key, barring injury. That's from the quarterback and from the running uh, wide receiver. Barring injury. All right, let's move on. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I had him at eight, 16. So he was a little bit better than where my ranking was. I got He wound up being number 12 for those who uh, were looking for where he, well, where he wind up at. Um, this is standard. Quite naturally, PPR will be a little bit higher. Uh, but for standard, he wound up at number 12. In, in, uh, in uh, according to ESPN, this and this is ESPN rankings. Um, uh, he wound up number twelve versus where I had him at number sixteen. So he, he exceeded his his expectations a little from my rankings. Uh, then we go to uh, Eagle Country. We go to Philly. Uh, this much maligned wide receiver had his ups and downs. Came on late in the season. <coughs> uh, um, I had him at number 17, but Jordan Matthews uh, finished at number 20 with 85 catches, uh, just short of 1,000 yards, 997, eight touchdowns out of 128 targets. Uh, And he was extremely inconsistent, could easily have more than 1,100 yards, uh, definitely more than 1,000 yards, and probably – <clears throat> a um excuse me a few more touchdowns probably should have had double digit touchdowns and o- definitely over a thousand yards and at least 90 catches at least <clears throat> excuse me at least 90 catches so expect Jordan Matthews with uh Doug Peterson going to over to the um be the head coach the offensive coordinator from the Kansas City Chiefs uh for those who don't know is the uh, new head coach for the uh, Eagles. And I can see Jordan Matthews with another year under his belt. Uh, it'd be going into the third year that he'll get his thousand yards. He'll get his 90 plus catches and he'll get some double digit touchdowns. I can see that happening. Um, I can definitely see that happening. Um, as long as they have a, Viable quarterback, and that's going to be key for the uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Is it going to be Mark Sanchez? Is it going to be Sam Bradford? Or who else, Who is it going to be? Let me put it that way. <clears throat> now let's move on to uh, number 18 and 19. 18 and 19, um, one, uh an older um, wide receiver in Andre Johnson at 18. Boy, did I miscalculate this. Uh, I don't know if it was because of the quarterback play or the declining ability of the wide receiver. And I have to weigh in on the fact that um, the Houston Texans decided to let Andre Johnson go. So I'd have to say that 
it was the de declining ability of the wide receiver to get set make get separation and be able to uh play effectively and and, and be available um in the passing game for his uh quarterback that Andre Johnson was nowhere even close to being in the top 25 nowhere close worst year ever uh i'll be surprised if Andre Johnson is on the Indianapolis Colts next year it's obvious that he doesn't have it anymore you got young young wide receivers and and a lot quicker than Andre Johnson on the team and he's just like an anchor in the wide receiver um core and i would i would definitely think that he would not be on that team um um come to 2016 season all right let's move on to the uh the next two guys and these guys one got hurt well both of them got hurt one came back and played well the other one didn't <clears throat> i'm talking about Deshaun jackson where i had him at number uh excuse me at julia edelman who had number 19 and believe it or not people believe it or not Julian Edelman was well out of my top 25. Even though he had he had 61 catches, which is real. I think he had over a, a, a 100 catches last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and in fact, I know he did. So he had about 40, 50 less catches than he had last year, uh, with 692 yards, seven touchdowns, and, and with. Uh, 88 targets. How efficient is that? So he, he caught the ball 61 times out of 88 targets. 27 times he didn't catch the ball. That's with the volume that they throw up football. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But it happened. Anyway, he's out of the top 25. Um, so we'll, we'll, he was a top target, but because of injury, he wasn't um, as um, effective statistically as he had been in previous years. And that's always been the case with him, being healthy. Excuse me. All right, let's move on to the next one that I ha we have here, next two guys who are in and out of the lineup um, and with injury and uh, never really produced like uh, – we 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 um I say we I thought they would being the lower lower part of the uh, rankings twenty and twenty first Deshaun Jackson and Keenan Allen um never really produced like I thought they would and because and you can't predict this people you can't predict injury you can't predict injury you, you're just going about if they're healthy this is what I think they're going to do. And they weren't healthy, um, and quite naturally, that that is the, the chance you take when you um, rank these guys. So you have to think that be, being healthy would make it make a big difference in what these two players can do now. Deshaun Jackson only had 30 catches 
for 528 yards and four touchdowns. He scored more touchdowns than Mike Evans. Than Mike Evans. He uh, couldn't stay healthy. And that's the key. He could not stay healthy. Um, Keenan Allen was in the same boat. He had 67 catches for 725 yards, four touchdowns, 89 targets. But these guys couldn't stay healthy. Hopefully they bounce back next year. Maybe Deshaun Jackson will not be on the uh, um, uh, Redskins. It may be somewhere else, but you have to wait and see. Now I had this next guy, number 22. Big play waiting to happen in the high-powered offense. Easily could move up in these rankings. But he did. He wound up number 32. I had him at 22. He wound up number 32. I'm talking about Martavius Bryant. Suspended for the early part of the season. Um, and inconsistent at best. Now, he did have... Six touchdowns, 50 catches, and with 765 yards with 92 targets. And he also um, rushed for a a touchdown, too. So he really had five touchdowns altogether. They used him in in a running game, too. Full season, you would have to think. Now, Big Ben called him out. Late in the season, called him out, saying he's got to step up, got a man up, and that tells me that sometimes he took a play or two off, uh, and and wasn't that that tiger that you needed, that dog that you needed. You got A. B. getting all the targets quite naturally, like I said, Antonio Brown had 195 targets. Tavius Bryant had less than half that. He had 89. But you get, that means you got to make the best. Excuse me, he had 92. He had half that. That means you got to make the best out of that. You got to make the best out of that because you're going to get half the amount of targets as the number one wide receiver. So a big play waiting to happen, and when the big play is to happen, you got to make that play. You got to make it. Now, what's going to happen today? We're going to go through that. Hopefully, I can get to that. Uh, we're almost, almost done to, to the top twenty-five and some and, and some other sleepers that I like and where they where they uh, um, panned out at. <clears throat> Number twenty-three. Now, I was way, 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 way off on this. I don't know if it was a um, reverse bias thing, meaning I was uh, against my former team and didn't, didn't think they could do that well, especially with, with my former quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, being the starting quarterback for the um, Jets. <clears throat> Even Geno Smith didn't think it was going to happen. But uh, um, at number 23, I had Brandon Marshall, who wound up being the number third ranked in standard, ESPN standard, number third ranked wide receiver uh, in fantasy. Number third ranked. 
Uh, Brandon Marshall was balling out. I can tell you that right now. He had definitely had double-digit touchdowns, 109 catches. Uh, this guy seems like he catches 100 balls every year. Every year he catches 100 balls regardless of who the quarterback is. That's how reliable Brandon Marshall are. It has been. 1,502 yards, 14 touchdowns with 174 targets. Balling out. Year in and year out. Can't fault him for that. I had him 23rd. He moved all the way up right behind Antonio Brown and Julio Jones at number three. Believe it or not. Yep, yep, yep. (coughs) Sammy Watkins. I had him ranked uh, 24. He exceeded that ranking and wound up being the – 16th ranked uh, uh, wide receiver with 87 catches, 1,088 yards, and eight touchdowns in a predominantly running offense with 124 targets. So he um, made the most of his targets, and um, I'm sorry, he had 60 catches. Um, I'm looking at wrong statistics here. He had 60 catches. Um, 1,047 yards and nine touchdowns, just short of uh, uh, what I expect the number one wide receiver to do is uh, 11, uh, not 11, double-digit touchdowns uh, with 96 targets. So he was the man, but he has to stay healthy. That's the key to a lot of these guys, get banged up, uh, unavailable for their quarterback on the field, um, have to take some time off to heal uh, and then get back on the field. But you see these guys can produce and have produced when healthy. Um, and uh, Sammy Watkins, even though he was banged up, he, he still exceeded the uh, ranking that I had from 24, which I had, to 16, which he wound up being. And then we go to uh, Golden Tate, which would round off my uh, – top 25 and golden Tate wound up being outside my um, uh, top 25. He happened to come in at the um, 20, uh, 33rd in, in, in the, uh, according to the ESPN, uh, I had him at 25. He came in at 33. Um, so he's the number two wide receiver. So he produced like a number two wide receiver. Um, he had 90 catches, 813 yards, six touchdowns out of 128 targets. All right. Also, I, I had here some um, players that I liked um, and, and uh, thought they would do pretty well. Um, one, I had Amari Cooper. He felt he... Uh, he he uh, did pretty well. Kind of waned off near the end of the season. Uh, he was a little inconsistent, and a rookie was a house of fire early, kind of waned off in the middle of the season, and then I think he finished off uh, relatively well, but not well enough. He he had a 1,000-yard season, 72 catches, 1,070 yards, six touchdowns, and 130 targets, which is extremely good. Uh, more touchdowns than Mike Evans, and um, – with the left targets, Allen Robinson, 
you guys know about Allen Robinson of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. He finished as the number four rated uh, ranked uh, wide receiver in fantasy, according to Standard and ESPN. 80 catches, 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns with 153 targets. Um, can't, how can you quibble about that? Um, I wouldn't say he was a surprise. I said I liked him. Um, I, should, I definitely should have put him in, in the rankings, um, taking the place of some of these other ones. But um, that was probably one of my better calls, on, on uh, I would say, on the sleeper side, uh, who I liked. Uh, another guy I liked and probably should have had him in the rankings because I liked him last year uh, when he was a rookie and knew that he would be a target monster um, this year, and that would be uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, who had 111 catches, uh, 1,159 yards, uh, was short on the um, touchdown um, portion, which only had four, uh, but he had uh, 166 targets. And he wound up being the uh, uh, 14th in in, in the rankings, uh, according to ESPN and wide receivers. Um, then I had also uh, uh, Nelson Aguilar, who really never, who really never panned out, and Cody Lattimore, who very rarely got on the um, uh, field for De- uh, Denver. Uh, Aguilar, quite nasty with the Eagles. Uh, you may see him more next year with a new offense and possibly a new quarterback and uh, a new emphasis on getting him the ball. But uh, that's how it is with the. Uh, um, wide receivers. Take a short break, and then we're going to tackle the uh, running backs. We may not get to the tight ends this week, but uh, we're definitely going to tackle the running backs because I also want to talk about today's games and, and uh, tell you what I like. Uh, we'll be right back. Looking for fantasy sports advice? How about informative conversation? Look no further as the Master Plan features two men that can help in both areas. Jerry, the Master Taylor, and Lance, the NFL exporter Goodman, provide you with a fantasy fix live every Sunday morning on the Master Plan at blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365, and listen to other informative programs as well. That's the Master Plan, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K and streaming at spotonradio.webs.com. Information, motivation, variety, the Master Plan. All right, people. All right, all right, all right. We're back. We are back. And uh, we're talking about running backs. Okay? Sad to say, sad to say, my forte, um, I was not good this year. On my running backs. Thought it would be. Don't know what happened. 
but we're going to try to do better next year. All right. Let's uh, uh, break this down like this. All right. Uh, bear with me for a minute here. I'm just taking a look at a couple of things. All right. We'll do this. All right. Uh, we'll go here um, and here. All right. Like I said, we're going to be going to the running backs. And <clears throat> let's start off at uh, number one. <laughs> um, oh my God! The top six, top set six. Let me see. Let me see one. Top ten. Top ten. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. I have to say to you, people, this is probably be my worst year at predicting uh, running backs, and um, uh, I promise I'll get it a lot better than I did this year because uh, I absolutely was off. Um, a lot of these guys got hurt, either season end injuries or. Uh, were Nick dinged up and uh, quite naturally uh, didn't live up to the rankings and expectations that I had. And uh, um, wow, this is a murderous. This is murderous. And, and uh, we're going to go go down to him. I have to um, uh, fess up to it. Got to face it. And, and, and uh, we'll go from there. Starting at number one. Which uh, was all, he was in the top twenty-five, but nowhere close to the top five or the top ten. Talking about Demarco Murray, I had him ranked number one. Why? Thought that uh, Chip Kelly would uh, use him a lot more effectively than he was used. He was used sparingly, extremely sparingly, with one hundred ninety-three carries for 702 yards and six touchdowns. He he got one receiving touchdown because he could be used in the passing game. He had 44 catches with 322 yards um, in the passing game. But 193 carries, 193 carries from a guy that you, you got from the Dallas Cowboys who was a rushing champion uh, the prior year, and you only gave him 193 carries. Wow. No wonder he was frustrated. No wonder a lot of DeMarco Murray um, owners were frustrated uh, because the fact is he was mi- he was mismanaged, misused, and I can guarantee you Doug Peterson coming from the Kansas City Chiefs, who the, what they like to do the most is play sound defense, um, be ultra conservative in the passing game, and run, 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 run the football. And that's what's going to happen here. I uh, don't know running backs going to get the most work. Uh, it would make sense that the highest paid, the guy that's supposedly, he, these other two two guys never had a rushing champion. I'm talking about Darren Sproles, who's a little long in the tooth, and Ryan Matthews, who had the tendency to be injury prone. Um, now you had DeMarco Murray. For the next last two seasons, played a whole whole all sixteen games in 2014, 
and was available for every game in 2015, even though he wasn't used as much in some games as others. I got to believe Doug Peterson is going to use this guy as his bell cow. He comes from the Andy uh, Reed tree of coaches. He was under the tutelage of Andy Reed uh, in um, Philly and in uh, Kansas City. Best to believe that, in my opinion, I'll have DeMarco Murray in the top five next year because uh, I got to believe um, that. <clears throat> this was an anomaly. Uh, it was bad coaching. That's why Chip Kelly, in my opinion, one of the reasons he got fired, bad coaching and, and, and ill use, uh, um, a bad use of the um, uh, assets at hand that Chip Kelly had. So even though DeMarco Murray wound up number 18, uh, still within the top 25, uh, but I had him at top, uh, number one, which is an absolutely huge difference. Um, I like him to bounce back next year. At number two, and I thought this was one of the years that Eddie Lacy uh, would be balling out. They would be able to run the football effectively, especially with the passing game opening up the running lanes. Well, Eddie Lacy was two tons of fun. And, and, and really not able to run um, effectively. And it showed uh, week in and week out uh, and very inconsistent and inconsistent in the way he was used also uh, probably because of his practice habits and other things off the field that unknown to um, the press, uh, only known to the team. Uh, and, and the fact is that they wanted to incorporate um, – James Starks into the equation in running the football and touching the ball, which I had issue with because if you look, James Starks, you're holding your breath every time he gets the football because he has a tendency to put it on the ground. And that's a fact. He has a tendency to put it on the ground. And uh, uh, it's never pretty, never pretty. And it's hard to – Trust a guy like James Starks, especially when um, he has a tendency to uh, give the ball to the other team. <clears throat> he only James Starks only scored three touchdowns, a uh, five touchdowns, I should say, 148 carries, 601 yards, two touchdowns, but he had three fumbles. Three fumbles which is not good, never good. Never good. Compared to Eddie Lacy, and I'm going to find him again for you, he had two fumbles, okay? Um, Eddie Lacy had 187 carries, uh, 758 yards, three touchdowns on running, two touchdowns in a year. So he was comparable to James Starks, but – Eddie Lacy is a better runner than James Starks. I, I tell you that right now. So I, I can see Eddie Lacy probably slimming down. I would, I would, I would definitely say that because of the way uh, uh, he was a little rotund uh, this past season, and, and probably was well, well uh, uh, t- 
was well spoken to about it. Uh, and I would think that he would be coming back with a vengeance and, and, and a newfound uh, determination to um, play better and to be a lot quicker and a lot more efficient uh, than he was this past year and not suffer the humiliation of being pulled in and out of the lineup or given a lack of playing time because of uh, something he he uh, did or did not do. All right, let's move on to number three. Um, and, and, and most people, they had him number one, and, and probably they had the top one of the top five picks. They grabbed him in, within those top five picks, without a doubt. I'm talking about the Pittsburgh running back, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I had said that he could easily be number one, um, but he had a two-game suspension, so I knocked knocked him down a notch or two. I knocked him two, down two notches to number three. Well, that wasn't far enough because, quite naturally, he uh, sustained a devastating knee injury and uh, was uh, out for the majority of the season and uh, never really um, fulfilled where people drafted him at. So I'll move on to, and the next two guys suffered injuries too and never fulfilled what people drafted them at. Uh, let's, let's talk about Marshawn Lynch. Let's talk about Marshawn Lynch. Um, falling out of the top um, 25, uh, both people had him, had, had uh, um, uh, drafted him within the top 10, thinking beast mode would be in effect as usual. He's one of the most reliable running backs um, without injuries. Because guess what? As is the case, Marshawn Lynch only had 111 carries, 417 yards, and three touchdowns. That's it. Regular season, uh, his injuries torpedoed him. Back, um, abdomen, abdomen, um, abdomen. And uh, he's just coming back now to play in the uh, playoff game. So he he finished well off the uh, ranking that I had, and that was the uh, number four ranked uh, running back. And then we go to number five. And, you know, I have premonitions about guys, and uh, I didn't make a um, a comment about this. But at one during the preseason, I, I get gut, gut feelings about players, and, and this is one of the players. Even though uh, I don't know if I express it, not. In fact, I think I did. If you listen to my programs, I I, I, I had a feeling um, about uh, one uh, a running back. This running back, this other running back, so we'll get to him. I had a feeling about, and uh, um, and, and a negative feeling, that uh, he wouldn't be what people expected him to be. And I did not draft him. When I had an opportunity, I did not draft him in one of my any of my drafts. Not one draft, because I had that feeling. And that feeling, that gut feeling came to fruition when he went down with another ACL. I'm talking about Jamal Charles, who had at, had at five. Um, I had pumped up Jamal Charles year in and year out. I didn't pump him up this year because I had a feeling about it. And um, I was right. 
That's one of uh, uh, one of the uh, few, uh, one of uh, <clears throat> more than one <clears throat> running back that, and we're going to go through them uh, that I had a feeling about. Wouldn't have the type of year where, that most people would think he would have. And Jamal Charles <clears throat> fell out of the uh, rankings, and he only had um, Jamal Charles only had. Um, 71 rushes, 364 yards, and four touchdowns in rushing, and one touchdown uh, out of 21 receptions, 177 yards, and one touchdown catch. Um, It took a while for Kansas City to get over the initial shock of Jamal Charles getting hurt. Uh, and that's when, when, after that, they went on a 10-game, 11-game winning streak, including a left, um, the last playoff game that they won last week, which unfortunately came to a halt last uh, uh, yesterday. Um, and he's an older back. I think he's going to turn 29, if I'm not mistaken, or is 29, um, and, and going to um, – coming back from the second ACL. Uh, you have to wait and see. I think uh, Jamal Charles' days as a um, big-time back are in the past. Um, I didn't, Like I said, I didn't draft him this, this year because I had a feeling. Um, a feeling uh, my feeling was right. Uh, and I also have the feeling that he will not be um, the same uh, running back that you see. He may get short bursts here and there, but coming back from the second ACL running back, um, I'm not sure about that. All right, let's move on to the next one. I thought this this kid would um, really excel in, in Gary Kubiak uh, zone um, op, op, zone run offense. Uh, he what played well last year. Uh, I think he would carry it into this year, but for one reason or another, injuries or, or in that play or, or, or falling out of favor from the coaching staff or whatever. C.J. Anderson, who I had ranked at number six, um, never really panned out. He was inconsistent. He was in and out of the lineup. Uh, like I said, dealing with injuries, he, he only he wound up being the 31st from six to 31st. That's pretty bad. And like I said, when, I, when I'm looking at uh, what I had here, uh, the rankings I had and where uh, these guys wound up, it's, it's, uh, uh, murders. it's murderous. Let me put it that way. And I, I apologize. I promise. I promise you I will do a lot better um next year next season than I did with this. And this is this is what I my bread and bread is buttered and I'm I'm really taken aback by um how bad this is. All right, let's move on to number seven. Now this this guy, an older guy, thirty years old and he had a year off. I'm talking about Adrian Peterson. Um, who's he gonna be? Is he gonna be the Adrian Peterson of old? A lot of people thought that. I uh, had question marks about it. That's why I had him at seven. He wound up at two. Um, three hundred twenty-seven rushing yard, three hundred twenty-seven rushing attempts, fourteen hundred eighty-five yards. He won the rushing title this year. Eleven touchdowns. Um, the thing I had about this, and I know the standard, it's different, but if it was in PPR, he only had thirty receptions, thirty-six. Now. You look at that. He only he only did not catch thirty six. Uh, he only did not catch six of the thirty. Uh, uh, he only let me put this. I'm sorry. He only did not catch 
six of the 36 targets that he had in the passing game. So he caught 30 passes for 222 yards. We never, uh, that's probably it between the 20s. He never really caught anything uh, in the red zone. I, I have to believe that. That's why they brought in Jared McKinnon and you know, Matt Asiata to do that type of work because they didn't have that much faith in, in AP. Maybe he gets incorporated more. This is a North Turner offense. Maybe he gets incorporated more in the offense in the passing game. But his forte, like everyone knows, is running the football, and he did did it well. Uh, he was a workhorse. He got uh, the most uh, carries in the league, 327. He got the most yardage in the league, 1,485, and uh, was tied with a few other players with the most touchdowns in 11. I had him at seven. He wound up being two. Didn't know what, what we're going to get. Uh, I had him in the top ten. He the number two. So if you drafted him seventh, eighth, or below that, um, you got a little bargain in a- AP. Um, and and uh, I don't blame you. Uh, you probably were in a few championships. If not, um, you should have been. All right, number eight, I had Jeremy Hill. Uh, very inconsistent guy. Very dependent on touchdowns. Uh, he had uh, 223 carries, 794 yards. He was splitting carries and splitting time with Giovanni Bernard. But extremely uh, uh, dependent on touchdowns. This is what what pumped him up in the um, uh, fantasy. Because he only, like I said, he only had 794 yards, but he had 11 touchdowns. He was tied for the touchdown lead in running backs with Adrian Peterson for one. Okay, there's some other guys that had 11, but he was one of them that were tied for the uh, touchdown lead in rushing with uh, 11 had one touchdown in a receiving um, part of it. He had 19 targets, 15 catches, 79 yards and one touchdown. So he can, he can touch the ball in the passing game, but he wasn't using that much. That's what they use uh, uh, with uh, Giovanni Bernard in the passing game. All right, let's move on to the next one I had in LaShawn McCoy. Now LaShawn McCoy got hurt, but he was uh, uh, still, um, um, well, I had, let me put it this way. I had Jeremy Hill at eight. He wound up being 14. I had LaShawn McCoy at nine. He wound up being 17. And LaShawn McCoy, before he got hurt, had 203 yards, 895 catches, and 895 yards. Excuse me, 203 um, carries, 895 yards, and three touchdowns. He also caught 32 passes out of 49 targets. 292 yards and two touchdowns in the passing game. He was the he was a <clears throat> versatile back, um, and then he could he could be used in the passing game, <clears throat> and uh, uh, not come off the field. Um, but he had didn't couldn't stay healthy, and he uh, <clears throat> suffered suffered an injury. And uh, otherwise, you possibly could have had a, a little better numbers. All right, let's move on to the next one. I got uh, less than – I got about 12 minutes left in the show. We're going to get through these running backs. And then uh, uh, what we'll do is um, possibly get the uh, tight ends next week. All right, let's get down to the uh, number 10. 29 years old. A lot of touches, 
this could be his decline. That's who I said for Arian Foster. I had a feeling about two running backs um, right off the top of my head. There was other ones I had a feeling about, but these two guys, Jamal Charles and Arian Foster, who were used a lot in the running and passing game, a lot of a lot of mileage on those legs and knees, um, and uh, Arian Foster goes down with a torn Achilles, which is a death knell in my opinion for a aging running back. Word is that he's going should be probably going to be released. I think he's got a six to eight million dollar um, salary due next season. They're not going to, meaning the Texans are not going to pay that amount of money to a running back coming off an injury, an older running back uh, who's going to be 30, coming off a, a torn Achilles uh, and, and may not be this, the same again. Now, I'm not saying that he won't be, but there are some running backs in uh, coming out of college that um, can take the place of uh, uh, and be the workhorse that Bill O'Brien wants and, and needs and uh, uh, with a lot less uh, of a big of a hit in salary wise, so I see that uh, happening with the um, Texans uh, grabbing a uh, uh, priority one. Uh, it would be maybe a running back or or a quarterback, and priority two would be the other that they they uh, uh, if they take a quarterback first in the draft, then they're going after a running back, or if they take a running back first, then they're going the second choice would be a a, a, a uh, quarterback. But the number one and number two priority is quarterback and running back, not necessarily in that order, but to get them um, to to um, uh, be in a better place than they were this past year uh, in a running back and quarterback um, positions. Anyway, uh, so that's why I, I had Arian Foster. He got hurt. Uh, he was Ill- irrelevant. Uh, throughout the whole season for the most part and, and um, had him at 10 and I took a chance to have had him at 10 and that 10 when he was healthy uh, he didn't stay healthy uh, which was no no surprise to me um, that's why I said 29 years old excuse me, 29 years old and a lot of touches this could be his decline and I was right on with that ranking wise I should have had him lower if I thought about that but um, that was the precautionary um, sentence or two that I that gave you to uh, buyer beware. Uh, at number 11, I had Matt Forte, uh, and he didn't disappoint a lot of you. Uh, 218 carries, 898 yards, four touchdowns. He almost equaled that in a passing game, which he's very effective. 44 catches, 389 yards, and three touchdowns with 58 targets um, and one uh, uh, one fumble lost. So uh, Matt Forte is another aging running back who is looking for going to be a free agent. Uh, I would think that um, the Chicago Bears are probably going to move on from uh, Matt Forte. They have a younger back that seems, seems like uh, he can take the place of Matt Forte in a running and passing game in Jeremy Langford. Um so Matt Forte may be uh, a um, older running back looking for a spot on another team other than Chicago. Let's look. Let's move on to uh, another one that I uh, wasn't too far off with this guy. Uh, at number twelve, I had Mark Ingram. 
Oh, um, I had Matt Forte at number 11. He wound up being number eight. Uh, so he, exceed, he, he exceeded my expectations a little, a little bit. I had uh, Mark Ingram at number 12. Uh, he wound up with uh, 166 yards, 769 carries, excuse me, 166 uh, carries, 769 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, he also was involved in the passing game a lot, 50, 50 receptions. That's a lot for a running back. That's a lot for a running back. He was the second highest from what I'm seeing here. Uh, uh well, he was he was in the top five. Let me put it that way, in receiving, uh, uh, in receptions in running backs, four hundred five yards, not yardage. I'm talking about actual receptions, and uh, he didn't get any touchdowns out, out of that. And he was targeted sixty times. Um, I see him doing that again, uh, as long as he comes back uh, healthy from his his uh, last injury because he was put on the IR. Um, I gotta believe that. He's going to get more than 166 carries as long as he stays healthy. He was he was pretty effective, uh, and he wound up being the 15th, even getting injured, the 15th ranked. So I wasn't too far off. I, I had him at 12. He um, he he wound up being the 15th ranked. This isn't standard now. This isn't standard ESPN rankings. Uh, he wound up being 15th. Um, then we move on to number 13, um, which happens to be uh, Justin Forsett. Um, I said another 30-year-old in Mark Tressman's offense. Uh, he could be big in PPR. Um, he fell out of the top 25, and um, he, he only had 151 carries, 641 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, in the passing game, he had 31 catches, 150, 153 yards, and um, 41 targets. So he got he went down early uh, and he wasn't as effective uh, in the Tressman offense. He'll be 31. They have a um, a young rookie running back that I think they're probably going to use as their feature back. Um, and I think that the um, Buck Allen uh, in that Mark Tressman offense is going to flourish. Uh, and he may be a sleeper for next year. I think I had him as a sleeper this year, um, but uh, he's definitely going to be on the radar for me uh, next year. All right, let's move on to the number 14. Uh, and I wasn't too far off in this guy. I, I, I was really unsure about this guy. He's an older back. Uh, he, he's been around for quite a while. This is the second team in his career coming from – he came from um, – came from um, – San Francisco to Indiana, Indianapolis. Uh, Frank Gore had uh, 260, excuse me, 266, 260 carries, 967 yards with six touchdowns, 34 catches with uh, 59 targets, which equals to 267 yards and another touchdown. So he had a total of seven touchdowns in the uh, running and passing game. And um, he was a mediocre back in my opinion at best. Uh, he almost ran for a thousand yards. Uh, he could disappear in some games featured in others. Uh, I would, uh, I would say buyer beware. Uh, I had him at number 14. He, he, uh, uh, disappointed. I would say disappointed, but 
I, I was close to where he should be. I, he wound up being 18th in rankings in ESPN, and I got to believe that's about where he should be in the lower part of a 25 rank, uh, 25 um, ranked team. I mean, ranked uh, position, uh, and I think that's where he's going to stay uh, until he uh, um, until they say bye bye to Frank Gore. All right, this guy here, I had him at number 15, um, but he had upside, but. I, I didn't trust Joe Philbin at the time uh, uh, with the, the use of Lamar Miller. And, and Lamar Miller uh, uh, did come through uh, with the inconsistent um, uh, play calling that they had, and they got rid of Joe Philbin. They got rid of uh, um, the offensive coordinator. Uh, and uh, in comes Dan Campbell and, and company and uh, during during the season. And Lamar Miller – only had 194 rushes for 872 yards. He did have eight touchdowns, which is pretty good, pretty good ratio. He had 47 cat, uh, uh, receptions out of 57 targets, 397 yards, and two additional touchdowns. So he had 10 touchdowns altogether. Um, is Lamar Miller going to be there next year? I think his contract may be up, and that's one of the reasons why they got Jay Ajayi. Um, don't know. Uh, new regime. Uh, Adam Gase is down there now. Uh, what, what's going to happen with uh, um, Lamar Miller and uh, Jay Ajayi? Uh, look what happened with Matt Forte. I think Adam Gase would, would want to use one featured back in the passing and running game. And uh, uh, who is it going to be? Is it going to be Jay Ajayi or is it going to be Lamar Miller? Stay tuned. Uh, and my rankings will – Reflect that. Uh, this next guy, I had him ranked at number 16, uh, and his name is Jonathan Stewart. At t- the tail end of last year, Jonathan Stewart was the, one of the best backs in football. Um, for the most part, this year, leading up to um, two or three weeks ago, uh, he Jonathan Stewart was healthy, and you got a taste of what a healthy Jonathan Stewart can do in 2014, and I stress this: health is is key. And, and when I when I put my rankings together, well, health was the key. Health was an issue uh, toward the end of the season, and I had Jonathan Stewart ranked 16th, and that's where he wound up, number 16, dead on. I was dead on with that. Uh, Jonathan Stewart wound up with uh, 242 carries just short of uh, 1,000 yards with 989 yards, six touchdowns. He was used sparingly in the in the uh, passing game with, uh, with 16 catches out of 21 targets, one touchdown, so he had a total of seven touchdowns and, and uh, 99 yards in the uh, receiving game. I got uh, uh, five, seven, eight more to go. Uh, we're going to be go- probably going into the overtime, so st- stay with me. Um, because I'm these uh, other players, some of them should shine next year. Some of them are probably going to fall by the wayside. Next guy I had was uh, Melvin Gordon, who was very inc- inconsistent and drafted high in the in the draft, but uh, very disappointing um, in in fantasy and in in real life. To tell you the truth, he uh, he was not uh, what they. Uh, expected uh, in, in, um, in in the uh, for the San Diego Chargers, 
and uh, uh, hopefully he can come back from an injury that he sustained late in the season. He only had 184 carries for 641 yards and no touchdowns. Now, he was supposed to be the featured back, and he did not score one touchdown. He was involved in the passing game. He didn't score a touchdown. He had 33 catches out of 37 targets, 192 um, yards. Didn't score a touchdown. We're going to go into overtime. Stay with us. Now, you got to believe that next year um, he learned from what, what it takes to be an NFL back, um, work, and, and being able to do some, I guess, do some film study to see his weaknesses and see weaknesses that he may have uh, um, and he can pick up against the defense to benefit the way he runs. Otherwise, he's going to be just another Wisconsin back that disappoints in the NFL. And and, uh, that's all I can tell you about that. All right, let's move on to the next one, which I had him at number 18. Uh, He was very inconsistent, too. Um, This would be uh, Alfred Morris. Uh, Alfred Morris wound up with 202 carries, 751 yards, one one touchdown, hardly ever used. He had hands of brick, so he's hardly ever used in, in the passing game. He had 10 catches for 55 yards out of 13 targets. That's probably the worst out of all the running backs in the NFL um, because Alfred Morris couldn't catch a cold if he tried. So, uh, so. Uh, and, and that's why they use Matt Jones, Chris Thompson in in the passing game for the simple fact is Matt Jones, uh, excuse me, Alfred Morris is not the, the uh, pass catching. He's a one trick pony, and that trick may be out of uh, Washington come come um, come the uh, start of uh, 2016 to some other team that uh, can use it back. All he does is run the football and can't catch a cold. All right, uh, let's move to to, to uh, uh, number 19. That would be uh, uh, Carlos Hyde. Um, I thought it was going to be a running back by committee. Um, well, it was running back without Carlos Hyde. I mean, put it that way. Uh, he never really got on track. Um, I think he had one good, one good, um, one good game to tell you the truth. Uh, 115 rushes, 470 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he only caught the ball 11 times for 53 yards out of 15 targets, but he was um, a blink, and he was uh, out of the out of the uh, season uh, and hurt and on IR. Um, he had foot issues, could never get right, and they finally decided to um, uh, put him out the pasture for this year. Uh, and uh, you'll have to wait and see how Chip uses this guy next year uh, and if he comes back healthy or Chip moves on to somebody else that uh, he can use uh, uh, at a much, much better uh, efficiency than uh, Carlos Hyde. All right, let's move on to the uh, number 21. I had T.J. Yeldon as my 21st running back. T.J. Yeldon started off uh, like a house of fire. Uh, and then he uh, he sustained some injuries. And uh, he wound up with 182 carries, 740 yards, two touchdowns in the passing game. He was used a little bit. He was used pretty pretty well in the passing game because he could, he's a dual threat. Uh, 36 uh, receptions, 279 yards out of 46 targets and one touchdown. 
uh, and no fumbles. Uh, he held held on to the football. Uh, no fumbles given away to the other team. Uh, so you can expect him to be a big big bounce back, and also to be another um, uh, um, place in another position in my uh, top twenty five next year. Uh, let's move on to the uh, next one that I have here, and that would be uh, Andre Ellington. Uh, and uh, who knew? That uh, David Johnson would be the featured back and be the would take up the majority of uh, and and probably he's probably going to be top five, definitely top ten in in, in any uh, of the drafts next year. Um, David Johnson is definitely going to be the stud. Andre Ellington is going to be the change of pace. He only rushed for forty five times for two hundred eighty nine yards. He did score three touchdowns. Was using the passer game a little bit. Um, had twenty four targets. 15 catches and uh, 148 yards with no touchdowns. He gave one fumble away, but uh, um, uh, I had him at number 22. He fell well out of the top 25. Um, and uh, I think he'll, he'll stay out of the top 25 as long as David Johnson's healthy. healthy. Uh, his his time being in the top 25 is, is uh, probably long past, and it won't happen. Uh, number 23, I had C.J. Spiller. Um, I, I, he was projected to have the Darren Sproles role in New Orleans. Um, he uh, should should have been great in, in um, PPR. Well, guess what? I don't think so. He uh, he wasn't great anywhere. He wasn't great running the football. He wasn't great. He wasn't great even staying healthy. Let me put it that way. Uh, C.J. Spiller had a injury. Filled season. What else is new? That's what happened when he was in Buffalo. Nothing new. Just a change of scenery. That's all it was. He was he was uh, he was not healthy in Buffalo, and he just moved south in Louisiana and wasn't healthy in in New Orleans either. So, thirty six carries, one hundred and twelve yards, thirty four receptions, two hundred thirty nine yards, two touchdowns, and forty four targets. What's that telling you? That's telling you he was. He was uh, wasn't used that much because he wasn't in the lineup that much. That because he wasn't healthy that much. So uh, I don't expect C.J. Spiller. I would be extremely surprised if C.J. Spiller is on a roster somewhere. Uh, I, I can see that. I, I I could be wrong, but in my opinion, he's just a waste of a roster spot. Whether it was the Buffalo or um, uh, New Orleans. And New Orleans should be, uh, should have seen this picture before. They had Reggie Bush. He's a Reggie Bush type of guy. Um, quick, uh, explosive, but he can't stay healthy. And they got rid of Reggie Bush. So why, why keep uh, C.J. Spiller? In my opinion, it would make, would make, would make no sense. Now, let's look at the sleepers I had. I had David Slims, excuse me, Slims, David Sims, um, and uh, David Sims. Uh, did I say David Sims? I, Charles Sims. Charles Sims um, um, played well in in Tampa Bay, and he wound up being. 
107 carries, 529 yards. He was used extensively in the passing game. 51 catches out of 70 targets, 561 yards, and four touchdowns. PPR, this is one of the backs that you want. Standard, this is one of the backs you don't want. Um, Doug, Doug Williams, excuse me, Doug Williams, Doug, Doug Martin, Doug Martin, who was a feature back uh, and, and made a, a, a re- revitalized his career, ran for 288 yards, 14, excuse me, he rushed 288 times for 1,402 yards, six, excuse me, six touchdowns, had uh, 33 catches out of 42 targets, 271 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, and he happened to be the number three back. I didn't have him on my uh, list anywhere and and because uh, he was a wild card and I, I didn't want to take the chance of putting him in there I should have anyway but it is what it is now uh, uh Doug Martin's definitely going to be in my top 25 come next year um in Tampa Bay all right and uh who else did I have on my sleeper list Joseph Randall never panned out um he uh he at one point was named the number one back in in, in um Dallas um, but he, he's a knucklehead, always going to be a knucklehead, and the knucklehead got kicked off the team. So that's neither here nor there. David David Cobb uh, was a a later rival in the season, um, and I can see him taking over the running back uh, role in uh, Tennessee come the 2016 season because I do believe they do do not like what they see in Bishop Sankey. Um, and uh, uh, that's how I see that situation. Out on the uh, out on the St. Louis Rams now it's the Los Angeles Rams. Trey Mason I had early on as number one back in St. in St. Louis, but Gurley is healthy, uh, uh, and, and once Gurley got healthy, uh, you could see uh, what what happened. Todd Gurley became the number fifth back in standard league, uh, two hundred twenty nine yards, eleven oh six in the yardage. 229 carries, 1106 in yards, 10 touchdowns. He was also used a little bit in the passing game. I think that comes going to come with time that they they can see that they can use this kid in the passing game also. Um, and he, and even though he only had 21 catches out of 26 targets with 188 yards with no touchdowns, I think uh, he'll probably get between 30 and 40 um, receptions somewhere around that. Uh, and probably between two and three hundred yards in the uh, yardage. I, I can see that happening for Todd Gurley uh, come next year. Uh, who else did I have as my one of my sleepers? Um, I had talked about the about about Justin Forsett uh, being thirty this year. Now he's going to be thirty-one next year, coming back from an injury. Uh, they drafted um, Buck Allen. And he played well. Uh, I said four sets of 30 in only one good year. He could surprise. And I said handcuff him. Well, if you handcuffed him, he did, put, did pretty well for the time he did play. Um, he got a year. He's going to have a year under his belt. Uh, in the NFL experience, I expect him to do a, a lot better, meaning Buck Allen in the uh, up-and-coming 2016 season in that March Western-style offense, which, which uh, um, features a running back. Uh, in the running and in, in, in rushing and passing game. So uh, I, Buck Allen may wind up 
as a sleeper or ab, ab, absolutely a uh, um, a a member of my top 25 come the 2016 rankings. All right, people, um, that that ends the show for today. I'm glad you, <clears throat> that you hang hung with me for the uh, hour and a half that we had here. Uh, I appreciate you uh, hanging here. Uh, enjoy the games that are going to take place. Um, and enjoy the rest of the weekend. And uh, uh, hopefully it's a safe and happy one. And uh, I have to say, see ya. <laughs>